discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. <laughs> shall we close our eyes let's close our eyes and pray father thank you we are grateful we are thankful for your love your kindness thank you for your precious holy spirit who leads and guides us in every single situation of our lives thank you for expansion for us thank you that being as your word comes it builds us up brings us into that level of greatness that you have decided and, de- and determined beforehand for us to enjoy. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to share something along the lines of your foundations. Okay? I know I mentioned I may talk about relationships. You never know. Maybe to veer off into that. Rich. But I want to talk to you about your found- safe foundations. Foundations. Yeah. What is your foundation? You see, if your foundation is not strong enough, anything can take you off. Okay? Anything can take you off. Your your foundation in God has to be very strong. Hallelujah. The foundation has to be very, very strong. I mean, people build their lives on various things. People build their lives on emotions. Their emotions. Some people are uh, emotionally built up. Do you understand? What I mean is this. They react to things based on their emotions. Okay? Your boyfriend left you. <laughs> your girlfriend left you. Your, your father died. Your mother died. Your you lost your job. You are sacked from school. You failed an exam. You are hungry. <laughs> what else? Yeah, you are hungry. You 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 had a challenge. You get it. How you react to things, okay, determine your foundation. What you've been built on. I've been telling you this thing for a very long time. Jesus never promised us a Christian life without challenges. There's none. I'm I'm telling you the truth. I've said it time and time and again, and I'll keep saying it until it gets into your spirit. Christianity is not about a life without challenges. It's a life with challenges, but challenges are bread for the Christian. Okay? They are bread. See, they are bread. bread. Ask for the challenges. 
Let me show you a scripture. Go, go to Matthew chapter 7. Let's read from verse 20. Go to 28. Matthew 7, 28. Go to verse 29. Okay, let's read um, verse 24. From verse 24, rather. This is Jesus talking. He says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. See, a wise man. He says, the wise man built his house upon a rock. Verse 25. Then he says, and the rain descended, and the floods came. Did he say that the wise man did not have the rain descending? Is that what he said? The wise man who did the right thing had an experience, terrible experiences. He says, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. That word beat upon that house is used for every one of them actually. So the rain descended and beat upon that house. The floods came and beat upon that house. And the winds blew and beat upon that house. But the Bible says that, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Why didn't it collapse? Why didn't his house get destroyed? Even though there were floods, there were rains, there were all those things. That came to beat. Mark that word. The word is, it came to beat upon that house. Every single one here has a challenge. One way or the other. Is it true? There's something that is happening around you that you don't like. Is it true? Maybe you're having challenges with money. Serious challenges with money. You are here. You're having serious challenges with, uh, with beloved stuff. Nobody's proposing to you. Or whoever you propose to does not accept your proposal. Hallelujah. You may be struggling with, the, with school. You Challenges are part of life. Say it with me. Challenges, Challenges are part, are part of life. Of life. Uh-huh. But the difference between the wise builder and the foolish builder is that one, is, one builds his foundation being right. He calls it the rock. Who is that rock? Of course, he's talking about Christ. Okay, Christ is called our solid foundation. If if you read in First Corinthians chapter three, let's read from verse nine. First Corinthians three from verse nine. It says, "For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's what? You are God's what? Husbandry or farm? Let's re- let's read the Amplified so that it makes more sense. Okay." For we are fellow workmen, Paul says that the preachers are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. They are joint promoters of God's vision with and for God. Then it says you who are being preached to or you who are being taught the word are God's garden. You are garden and you are God's vineyard and field under cultivation. You are God's building. He he describes us as a garden and also as a building. Okay? Every building has a foundation. Every garden has a foundation. If the garden is going to prosper, it depends on the soil upon which it is planted, isn't it? If the soil upon which the garden is planted is not correct, there's no way the garden will be existent. The garden will vanish. No matter how much effort you, you, you bestow upon that garden, nothing will happen. No matter how much effort you bestow upon the building, if that building is not founded on a correct foundation, forget about it. You will be building something. But when challenges come, you'll be surprised at how you behave. 
and you'll be surprised at how things will become with you. Hallelujah. Hmm. Look at the next verse. Verse 10. Let's read that King James now. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. He says, I have laid what? The foundation. And another builder thereon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. Verse 11 shows us exactly what I want to show you. Go to verse 11. He says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is, than that is laid. Which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is that solid foundation. Listen to me. Your life must be founded and grounded on Christ. Or else nothing will work in your life. What, what happened when you abandoned the visa? Look at how much you cried. As though all your life depended on that visa. Hallelujah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you don't get what you are looking for. Some people don't go to church because of that. Because they, they are not getting what they are looking for. Okay, you are you're, you're, you are living a different kind of life. Your foundation is different. You may think that your foundation is Christ, but your foundation is actually different. There are things that happen to you, and you decide that I'm not going to be in the house of God anymore. I'm not going to be in the house of God this time around. This is this season. I'm not going to be. They are annoying me like something. Hallelujah. <laughs> it means that you're not your your foundation is not good. Your foundation is bad. Very, very bad. Christ is that foundation. Say Christ is the foundation. So you must found you must be founded on that particular foundation. Root yourself deep into that foundation. Okay? And Jesus shows us how to get it done. He shows us how to get it done. He says, Whosoever hears these words of mine and doeth them. I'll liken him unto a man who built a wise man who built his house on a rock, on a solid rock. Then he says, And the winds came, the floods came, the rain came, and beat upon it, and it thawed not, for it was founded upon a rock. Look at the next verse, verse 26. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, the one who hears these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man. See, a foolish man. He says, which built his house upon the sand. The difference between the two of them is that one built upon a rock and the other built upon the sand. Look at the next thing. And the rain, you see the conditions are the same. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. Same thing. Same thing. Same conditions. Haven't you realized... Um, the, Bible, the Bible mentions in First Peter chapter chapter five, okay, that the things that you are going through, all your brethren in the world are also going through the same problems. There's nothing exclusive to you. A lot of people have that in their minds that this particular thing that is happening to me is exclusive to me. Uh, go to First Peter chapter five. Let's look at verse um, verse seven. He says, "Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you." Verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because you are adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. The same word. Let's read the Amplified. Maybe you don't understand. Withstand him. Be firm in faith. 
against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed. Eh? They are what? They are appointed. Tell anybody they are appointed. These are these are things that some people don't like to hear about. A lot of people want to hear, oh, everything will be fine. You see, we are not saying everything will be fine because everything is fine. We are saying everything is fine because there are challenges. Hallelujah. <laughs> How you react in the face of darkness? Message. Okay, our brother says you should look at the message version of that particular verse. Keep your guard up. You are not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. Have you heard? Keep a firm grip on the faith. If you don't keep a firm grip on the faith, the wind will blow you away. You'll be surprised. That fast forward some few years from now, you will not even be a child of God anymore. Hallelujah. Because you were not founded on the rock. You went, you didn't put your, you didn't really establish. You see, Christianity is a, is a personal thing. You know, it's a personal thing. It's not a group thing. Like we are all going, you and who are going to church. <laughs> No, it's, it's up to you. I don't know what you want your life to be and how you want your life to be. There, there are ways that people have gone and have seemingly prospered. Okay? Seemingly. Listen, you can establish and do very great things. And you have to do great things on earth. Anybody who tells you not to do great things on earth is lying to you. You must learn to apply your mind and apply yourself. You must learn not to sleep early. You must learn to wake up early. You must learn to put your mind to work. Your mind was not given to you for nothing. God gave you a mind to think. If you don't learn how to think, why should you? Have, why do you have to fail in school and why do you have to fail in life? You see, there's school and then there's life. When you leave school, now you are in life. There, there's A in life, there's B in life, there's C in life, there's E in life, there's F in life. Some people get F in life. Nothing seems to work. F plus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It depends on you. Okay? You have to learn to apply. If you, if you don't learn to apply yourself, nothing. The Bible says that CS now a man who is diligent in his business. Have we seen a man who is diligent in his business? A man who is hard working. says he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before ordinary men. So if you don't learn to work hard, don't think you'll be extraordinary in anything. Do you understand? Yeah. Whatever you are doing, you must apply yourself for you to succeed. If you don't apply yourself, you will not succeed. That is there. That is for... for, for it's general. There are, there are general principles that everybody must apply, that everybody must use. There's a law of persistence. Nothing good happens without persistence. Do you know that? Do you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you understand what persistence means? Persistence. Jesus gave a classical example in the Bible. Look at Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Even in prayer, he says, don't faint. Okay? Jesus gave a classical example of persistence with prayer. With an example of prayer. Look at the next verse. See, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. He doesn't listen to this man. He doesn't he doesn't fear God. 
Neither does he regard man. Do you understand? He doesn't fear God and he doesn't regard man. If he feared God, at least God could have tampered with his heart to cause him to do what he wants him to do. But he doesn't fear, he doesn't he doesn't like God, he hates God. And he doesn't regard man. Nobody can sit and counsel him. If he decides I'm doing this, forget about it. Whatever you say, he will not mind you. Okay? That's the kind of man we are dealing with. He says, and there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him saying, avenge me of my, of my adversary. Someone has done me wrong. I want you to avenge me. Do something for me. Handle my case for me. And the man would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man. Continue. Yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her. Lest, her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Her what? Continual coming she weary me. It's called persistence. It's a principle in life. If you want to achieve greatness in life, you find something, you do it with all of your heart, consistently and continuously. Sometimes some people say that, I prayed and I didn't get a result. Listen, it doesn't work like that. You may pray today, you may not get the answer today. It doesn't mean that God does not exist. It doesn't mean that God did not hear you. You understand? Ah, haven't you read about Jesus? How Jesus prayed three times about the same thing in the Garden of Gethsemane? Why is it that you've prayed once and you are tired? Hallelujah. You like my message? It's like you don't like my message. It's like I'm preaching something else. It's like I'm not preaching new life. It's new life. I'm telling you new life stuff. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Nothing good happens just like that. How many of you nothing good just happens? Now, don't say that. Ah, Pastor, but there's grace. Of course there's grace. Grace does not mean that. Don't do anything with yourself. Just be there. Just be existing. That's all grace means. Even grace. Eh? Even grace. Eh? The Bible, there are, there are words that the Bible uses when it comes to grace. Okay, let me show you one. Go to Romans chapter 5. Let's read verse 17. Romans 5.17 What is grace? God working on your behalf, isn't it? Is it true? God at work in you. It's true, right? Okay, it says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. It says, If death reigned, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, he's talking about Adam and what Adam did, and how that you didn't need to do anything to become a sinner. By virtue of Adam's wrong, everybody who is born by a man is, is automatically wrong. Even though we didn't do anything after his order, it's the same thing. He has transferred the seed. We were seminally in Adam. He produced us. We were all there when he did that wrong. We were in his spams. Hallelujah. And he has produced us. So sin, that he, the sin that he committed is inbound. But it says that if that happened, how much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, it says they shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. He's talking about the fact that if Adam did that, okay, and we believe in Adam's wrong and how Adam's wrong affects everybody, how much more Christ's rightness and how much more that, that, does that rightness apply to all of us? So if you are a child of God, you are no more a sinner. Now you are a child of God. You are you have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Just as you didn't do anything to get Adam's wrong, 
or become a sinner. You don't do anything to also become Christ's righteousness. Do you understand? Okay. Now, what I all that I just said is not in only this scripture, only this verse. If you read from verse 12, you see what I'm talking about even further. But that's not my focus, so I don't want to go into it. Okay? This is what I want you to see. He says, much more they which receive. He didn't say much more everybody who receives. He says they. It means that there are some people who receive the abundance of grace. There are some people who don't receive abundance of grace. Now, the word receive, there are two words or three words for receive. There's ginomai, there's lambano, there's katalambano. Okay, now the word used here is lambanumai. Is it true? What does it mean? To take with the hand, lay hold of any person or a thing in order to use it. He talks about, you see, like I said, there are two words. There's lambano, there's ginomai. Lambano means to take actively. To seize, to make it your own, to be aggressive. Do you understand? So grace, the grace he's talking about is not I receive grace to do this. No, it has to be different. <laughs> it's active. You have to change your facial expression when you even saying it. You, it talks about being serious about what you are talking about. You got you understand? Hey. Receiving with a certain kind of Vigor and voraciousness and activeness. That's what he's talking about. So grace, grace will not be received if the person's heart is not on what he's doing. If his heart is on what he's doing, then he receive grace for what he's talking about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So for some, they get into trouble. They say I receive grace, but it doesn't. There's no. There's no. You don't see God working because you you, you don't mean what you are saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so there's a lot of persistence. It's there. It, it's, it's in prayer. You must be persistent in prayer. You must be persistent in life to be able to achieve things. That one is there. Okay? You must work hard. You must apply your mind. It's just very important. Very, very important. But if, if things are going to go as they are supposed to, your foundation must be very good. Your belief system must be very intact. You see, all those who read the Bible once a week, there's something wrong. What do you think? How many of you took breakfast on Monday and didn't eat again till today? How many of you did that? You took breakfast on Monday. Today's Sunday. And you didn't eat Monday after Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night, throughout till today. Will you be here? What, what do you think will happen to you? What do you think will happen to you? Be very weak. You'll be as weak as what? As a leaf. <laughs> you may not be here, isn't it? A bald leaf. My wife is adding bald. You'll be very, very weak. Okay? Same thing happens spiritually. Spiritually speaking, you have a foundation. There's a foundation upon which you are building your life. And that foundation, I've told you, is Christ. But if you are not doing his word, if you are not a doer of the word of God, you exchange foundations. You are not building on that foundation any longer. You are building on another foundation. It is a foundation of sand. And when the pressures of life come, which is a promise, <laughs> it's a promise. There's a sickness ahead. There's a disappointment ahead. 
there's a very wild challenge ahead. You don't need a prophet to tell you. Brothers, you don't need a prophet to tell you. You don't need a prophet to lay hands on you and say, <laughs> death is coming. Your HIV is coming. You don't need a prophet to do that. Okay? You don't. It is a sure thing. I want you to live your life with that in mind. The Bible says that if your if your strength, if you fail in a day of adversity, your strength is what? It's small. There's a day of adversity. It's called the evil day in the New Testament. Hallelujah. So there is. Normally when we pronounce the year as oh this this is a year of this. Everybody sees it in one direction. But you see, what when God says something, look at what he did not also see. Okay. If God says Look at Abraham's life. Go to Abraham, I'll bless you. I'll increase you. It happened, but did Abraham go through things? Did he go through some challenges? How about Isaac? How about Jacob? How about Joseph? Joseph's case is a very wonderful one, isn't it? When he was having the dreams, he didn't know that he was going to go through many corners. David was anointed. He didn't know he was meet he was going to meet a lion, a bear, and Goliath. He didn't know. He didn't know. The Israelites were told that they are going to a land flowing with milk and honey. Isn't it? The Bible says that there was a shorter route. There was a shorter route that they could have gone through. But they were not prepared. They couldn't go through it. They would be afraid. So God took them through a longer route. For them to become strong. So that they can come. Even that one, when he took them through that longer route and brought them to that place. When they saw the trouble, they said, no, 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 this one. Most of the time, the trouble that is coming is... What holds your success and your greatness? Embedded in all challenge is success and greatness. Okay? Greatness does not come on a silver platter. Greatness always comes in the form of a challenge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was telling you how this church started. I had one member for six months. Is that not a challenge? Six long months. You sometimes when you see success, eh, when you see someone has succeeded, you never see what happened before. If you see a nice building, you never remember how it came about. How it's like we don't know whether they dug foundation. You just think that it just came into existence. Nothing good. What I'm trying to say is that nothing good just happens, and you have to be aware of it. Don't be a child in your mind. The Bible says that when it comes to understanding, be men. Be a man when it comes to understanding. Understand that life does not just happen. Things don't just happen. Okay, a lot of people think it's because of KFC, Pizza Hut. You know, you call, you order everything, papa, papa, everything is done. So a lot of thing, a lot of people think that the same applies to every single thing in life. It doesn't work like that. If you want to go to school, you'll be surprised at how many disappointments you get. Be brave, plenty. You want to, you want to marry, you'll be surprised at how many disappointments you have. You want to get a job, you'll be surprised at how many times you'll be refused. And there's a story concerning the guy who built WhatsApp. How he applied to Google, was refused. Applied to Facebook, was refused, was rejected. Applied to so many other very big places and was rejected. In his rejection, in his depression, seeming depression, he decided that he would do something for himself. He ended up building WhatsApp and sold it back to is it Facebook? Sold it back to Facebook for a very huge amount. You see, if they had received him, it would have been a very bad thing for him. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. He wouldn't have been pushed to the corner to use his brain. 
But depending on the foundation upon which you are built, you will see pressure in different ways. Some people see pressure as a demonic attack. Like the devil is at work. And all they do is to pray and cancel things. Brother, you can pray and cancel things, but you should know that it is actually, you have to remove your shirt and face that thing. What do you think? Face it. You must face challenges head on. With the word of God. Yeah, like Prophet Adam said, handle it. It's part of it. It's part of life. Oh. It's a promise. Eh? It's a promise. John chapter 16, verse 33. This is Jesus talking. And brother, brother and sisters, this is Jesus. Jesus started talking like this from John chapter 13. All the he was talking to his disciples. Okay. And in chapter this is where he talks about the Holy Spirit and everything. He says, these things have I spoken. I'm speaking these things unto you so that in me you might have peace. In the world, you shall have. Did he say you might have or you may have or you may be if you don't do some things? Is that what he said? No. He says, in this world, this says, that's not, he's the word of God, tabernacle in flesh. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The same Bible says that count it all joy when you go through diverse temptations or tests. Because you will go through diverse tests, diverse temptations, diverse things. That is when, you see, when problem comes, that is when you have to do the way. The response of your spirit should not be that of weakness. That of, ah, what is the meaning of all this? I don't know what is even happening with my life. I don't know whether anything good is good. And then you start saying things that are bad. You see, don't only confess the word of God when everything is fine. Confess the word of God, especially actually doing the word has to do with confession. Okay? I'm coming, I'll talk about it into details. But you shall have trouble. Inside the trouble. See, God told them, I'm taking you to Canaan, the land that is flowing with milk and honey. On that land of Canaan were giants and wild things on that land. God expected them to overcome the giants and enjoy the land. Same thing with the Christian life. It's not different. Give me a shout if you like my message. What are you built on? If the word of God is not strong in there, you know how many, how much challenges I went through to get this thing that we are sitting in done? Ask me. Plenty problems. Plenty problems. Plenty problems. Okay. But that I understand. I have an understanding along that line. I understand. Whenever you want to make an improvement, you want to go forward, you'll be surprised. Paul said that a great door and effectual is open unto me. But many are the adversaries. This is New Testament words. This was written by Paul, said by Paul, the same person who said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Why did he say? He said that because there were challenges. That is why he said that, that I can do all things. Paul was talking about how he has been hungry before and how he has been full of abundance and went on to say that, listen, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Why are you crying when you are hungry? Hallelujah. First Corinthians 16 9. He says that for a great door. I hope you are writing something now. That's what I'm saying, worth of writing, worthy of writing. It is that is how life is, brother. 
you'll be surprised. If you are not, you must be expecting, you must have, you see, when you want to make an improvement, expect the challenges to come. So you position yourself, okay, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. You understand? Because it will come. For a great door and effectual is open unto me. And there are many adversaries, there are many adversaries, many oppositions, many forces, let's read the Amplified. For a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me. They are great and promising one. There, a great and promising one. And there are many adversaries. We was talking about going to another city to go and preach. And how it, there's a great door for him to go and be there. But there are so many challenges with it. So many challenges. But you must, you must learn to close your eyes to the challenges. And walk through the challenges. That is why you need faith. That is why you speak in tongues. That is why you do the word of God. That is why these things are there. So that when trouble comes, you would know what to do. Do you understand? When a challenge of sin faces you, that is when you must rise up and declare that I'm the righteousness of God. I can do all things through Christ in Jesus' name. I can, I'm holy. I'm the holiness of God. That, those, those confessions are for times when sin is facing you in the face. You understand? Wrong. Like you, 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 are, you feel like you were a sinner because of something that you did. Hallelujah. You must learn to also forgive yourself. All those things are in the Bible. If you don't learn to forgive yourself, you always remember the bad things you have done in your past. And that will determine how your future will go. You get it? Sometimes we forgive, we ask for forgiveness from God. First John chapter 1 verse 9. Father, I confess my sin. Because he says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, isn't it? And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we do that, we ask God to forgive us. Then, if you wrong somebody, you ask the person to forgive you as well. Maybe you do something wrong. So you, you tell God, you tell the person. But you, you don't forgive your own self. There are a lot of people who have not forgiven themselves. I don't know if you know that. Not forg- you must learn to forgive yourself for your wrongs, for your past. Some people don't forgive themselves. You must forgive yourself. Tell me about forgive yourself for whatever wrong you did. Uh, the Bible says that into the sea of forgetfulness. Let me show you a scripture that you can use when it comes to those things. Okay? Because the devil will be reminding you. Have you noticed that the devil always reminds you of things you did 12 years ago, 15 years ago, including yesterday, what you did yesterday? Is it true? It's, it's his business. He reminds, he's a reminder. He just reminds you. He reminds you as you are praying. Then he tell you, if only you were righteous enough, if only you were right, you were very good. A lot of things that have happened in your life. But the way you are, that's what the way you are. When he tells you that, they look at the way you are, tell him, all my fathers were like that. <laughs> yeah, Abraham was a very wonderful guy. Very interesting guy, but God was, was working with him. Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews chapter 8. Let's read from verse 10. Hebrews 8, 10. I want to just show you something, okay? Everything, everything you have challenged. You want to do something, challenge. Everything. Some people want to marry, you have challenge. Corners. Ask Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Kobe. Every corner, challenge. Monetary problems. This one, this one. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. Say the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their heart, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. 
And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. Continue. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. This is what I want you to see. This is, for I, this is God talking. For I will be merciful unto their righteousness. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. He says, their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. So God does not remember what you did. You keep reminding God of something he doesn't know about. He says, into the sea of forgetfulness will I put their sins and their iniquity. Do you know sea? When you drop, when you, if you drop banana into the sea, will you be able to locate it? You can't. As soon as you put it inside, it's gone. You will never see it. Hallelujah. God says, their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. But some people remember. They remember because they've not forgiven themselves. When you forgive, you forget. Forgiveness goes with forgetting. Never say that forgive me, but I've never for, I've not forgotten what you did to me. If you say that you've never you've not really forgiven. You understand what I'm saying? That was that eh, forgive but never forget. It's not true. You think if God were, were to remember what you did, hey, hey. Ask your neighbor, what do you think will happen to you? <laughs> what will be of you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He says, their sins and their iniquities will I remember. No more. So God does not remember it. You two forget it. Paul said, this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. Paul was the right person to write such a thing. What I'm saying is in Philippians chapter 3. Okay. Verse 7, 8, 9. You see it there. He says, this one, says, this one thing I do. This is the one thing I do. Is if you are not built in the word along that line, you'll be surprised that you, you'll, be, you'll be going along a certain line for a very long time. Okay? Condemning yourself, destroying yourself, thinking that you are nothing. Meanwhile, God does not think like that about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Continue, verse 8. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but done for the essential of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may win Christ. Verse 9. Verse 13. Go to verse 13. I don't want us to read too much. Go to verse 13. Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Say one thing. This one thing I do. Hmm? Forgetting. Say forgetting. Tell me about forgetting. forgetting. You must learn to forget. Tell me about you must learn to forget. Or else your growth will be hindered. If you don't learn to forget what's happening in your life. Eh? The one who insulted you. The person, some people, there are different levels of insult. Some people can insult you. Eh? You, you understand the insult after three days. Have you ever experienced that before? Do you understand the insult after three days? Hey, you can really insult. So someone insulted you. It really pained you. And you said, I've forgiven you. But you've not forgotten. Because the pain it brought to you. Someone asked me, Pastor, if I'm hurt, I'll forgive the person. But the, the saw is still there. I want to nest the saw for a long time. I said, no, you don't have to. Forgive and forget. Paul said, I forget. Because Paul was the one who had murdered people. Yes, we were watching Paul's movie. And he was killing people in the movie. When he was called Saul. He killed Christians and did all kinds of things. Assisted people to kill. Put some in prison. Then God, Jesus met him. He became a changed man. And came back to come and preach the same people that he was 
He had killed someone's father. He's preaching to the person. I give your life to Christ. What are you talking about? I mean, it's very difficult for him. But he could do that because he had learned to forget about what had happened in his own life in the past. When he remembers his past, he allows his past to be an ingredient for him to move forward. He talks about how he was before a blasphemer. He says, before I was a blasphemer, I was a persecutor, I was doing this. But now, thank God. Some people don't attach, but now. They, they always, when they remember the past, hmm. So they'll be praying, then the devil will bring it. <laughs> Foolish boy. <laughs> Look at your life. Look at what you did last night. Five years ago. Look at the abortion you committed. Look at the things you did. Look at what you look at who you who you who you did this to. Then your prayer changes straight to God forgive me. I don't know what I forgive you for what? He doesn't even know what you're talking about. You see, your foundation is not strong along that line. So when if he can fit and the devil always knows the devil knows where you are not strong. Do you know? How the, how does he know? He knows because of your reaction when he throws a, a thought along that line. When he throws a thought along that line, you become you react immediately along your emotions. There are things that you throw, you don't you don't you don't care. Sometimes you throw you are poor, you are too poor. Look at the way you are lacking. Probably you've built yourself along that line. So when he says, Oh, I'm rich, I will never fail in my life. He knows, hey, Charlie, this one. So you've noticed he doesn't really go along that line. That the ones that you are very wild in, it doesn't really go along. The ones that you are not so wild in. Maybe I used to pressing things. Then you bring you bring that one into your mind. You were pressing things before. You were pressing. Tell anybody. <laughs> you are pressing things before. Now you are a child of God. Now you are you are doing things in the house of God, and you bring it to your mind. Look at you. Look at you. All the pressing that you have pressed in your life. We are here lifting. Lifting up with holy hands. Go away. Tell everybody you must forget. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a very serious thing. A great, a great door. Great door of opportunities open for me. Great door. You want to establish a business. You'll be surprised. Someone else's own will be working but yours. Hey. The devil knows how to sponsor his children. You know he does. He knows that. He does. He sponsors his children. God also sponsors his children. He does. More than the devil does. Okay? But you have to be strong and courageous. God was going to use Joshua to do great things in, in Israel. And the, he repeated this particular statement so many times. Be strong and courageous. In nine verses, he repeated it seven times. Between Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 9. He repeated it seven times. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous for what? To do the word of God. To do what I am telling you to do. Don't turn to the left or to the right. Be strong to do the word of God. Be strong to be a doer of the word. Do you understand? Yeah. If you are not strong in doing the word of God, a lot of things will take you off. Rain will take you off. The winds will blow you off. Okay? Say, I'll never go down. That's why we make those confessions. So, I will never go down in my life. I'll never go down in my life. No, no, I'll never go down in my life. I'll go higher and higher and higher in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'll get bigger and stronger in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's why we make such confessions. That's why we say such things. We're actually doing the word of God. 
That's, that's what it means to do the word of God. You see, I was talking about Joshua, isn't it? Okay, he's in Joshua 1 now. This is verse 7. It's okay. It says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. You see, all the, the, the word law is actually the word of God. At that time, it was only the law that they had. So he calls it the law. But it's more than that in our day. It's the word of God. It's the whole body of revelation that we have. He says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that the all According to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper with us whoever thou goest. Because if you turn, you will not prosper. If you turn, you will not prosper. And there are a lot of things that would want you to turn. There are a lot of things that would want you to turn. God is a God who speaks without letting you see the challenges because he doesn't see challenges. Because he will be with you throughout the challenge. He doesn't mind. When the thing is hot, when it's hottest, you will actually be in the sun. Uh, uh, I think Benihin also. Benihin had a vision of uh, him walking with the Lord on, this, on the shores of the sea. No, not, it wasn't him. Right? He saw footsteps, two fo- different footsteps. One here, another here. Okay? And as we were going, the, the, the waves began to blow seriously. And then it became one footstep. So he woke up. When he woke up, he was wondering what was going on. Then God told him, that, you see, the one footstep, the, the two footsteps that became one, the, the two, one was mine, one was yours. When he became one, when the pressure was there, it wasn't actually only you. It wasn't you walking. It was me carrying you in my hand. It is my footsteps you were seeing. It is you were, I was carrying you in my hand. When the, it says when the challenge is very strong, that is when I carry you in my hand. I don't leave you nor forsake you. I'm always with you. Now, if you don't know that's so strong, you think that God has forsaken you. Hallelujah. It says, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that we may both say, the Lord is my helper. Who can be against me? Hallelujah. Look at the next verse. Look at verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. Okay? But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. He says, This book of the Lord shall not depart from where? Thy mouth. Thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein. The word meditate is hagar. Okay? It means to think on, to matter, to speak under breath. So you do the word of God by speaking. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, I'm a doer of the word. Say, I choose to be a doer of the word. Yeah, I will be a doer of the word instead of just a hearer. I won't just hear it because it's serious business. It's serious business. Your life is tied to it. Okay, your life is tied to it. I've learned not to give up on something because God will tell you, Do this as you are getting it done. Eesh. Eesh. Winds, rain, challenges. I know someone who was supposed to live. He, God spoke to him. You will not. You will live abroad. You will live abroad. Do you know how many times it was bounced? Visa bouncing. They bounced him, sir. Bounced like five times. The third time it worked, and he went. When he got there, everything, his life just, everything just started working. Of course, he has his own challenges in the setting, but I mean. Things are falling in place. You understand? Yeah. 
God says, I'm going to give you a husband who will treat you right. You'll not even be getting a boy. Hello, within. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> How many of you are preparing for the future? Say the future is mine. Say it again. The future is mine. So no matter what I see, I don't care. No matter what I see, I I don't care. I'm going through. I'm going through. No matter how high the walls are, I'm going through. I'm going through. No matter what is happening, I'm going through. I will never go down. I'll go higher. I'm going higher. Going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. My life is getting more glorious. You may, you may realize your life is like your life is getting darker. It seems it's getting darker. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a mirage. Don't, don't look at those things. God says, why we look not at the things which we, which are seen? Don't look at what is happening around you. Do you understand? Yeah. Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I was 25 before, now I'm 27. Now I'm 35. Pastor, nobody has proposed to me. Yet I saw visions of my babies. Pastor, should I get pregnant with somebody and just have some children? <laughs> there, was this, there was this church that, uh, you know, the ladies in there, when they realize that they are getting older, they just go and go and have a child and come back. They just go and have a child somewhere, let someone sleep with them, get pregnant, and then they will have a child and come back to the church. If you ask them, why? What happened? Pastor, I'm growing. I'm growing. It's like they have put a spy date on themselves. They've tagged themselves, expiring in 2021. It's like, if you don't do something before, then something's going to happen to you. Makes no difference. People, why? If the auntie got married late, she's, she's 47. She has a child. Hallelujah. She got married at 46 or 45 or whatever. So why are you running away? Because nobody's married. My, like, Pastor, my type is not in the church. So I don't want to come to the church because there is like... They are age mates are not in the church. Or my type, like I'm looking for a certain kind of class of person. I'm not, I'm not finding the church. Don't worry, the church is growing. We are growing. Hallelujah. Don't worry, but we are growing. It's part of the challenges. Just stay around and be happy. Tell your neighbors, just stay around and be happy. God will bring your beloved to you. And you'll be fine. Challenges. Embedded in the challenge. Is your success. Yes. Embedded in your challenge is your success. You see, embedded in your challenge is your success. You must contend with a challenge to get your success. How do you contend? You contend with the word of God. You contend with the word of God. That is why you must know it. Okay? That is why you must know. You must know the word. You have to know the word. So it starts flowing out of you when the challenge comes. When something hits you, your first reaction will not be to cry. I don't know. I don't know. Pastor, I don't know. Why me, Lord? Why not you, Lord? Why not you? Who should it be? No, who should it be? You should go where? 
challenges are the substrate upon which faith grows. They are the, they are the substrate upon which faith grows. Without challenges, your faith cannot grow. Without problems, your faith cannot grow. There must be problems. Okay. You are actually enlarged. Look at Psalm, Psalm 4. There's one. Psalm 4. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Read the rest. That was what? Thou hast enlarged me. When what? Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Your enlarging comes when distress comes. The devil is good for you. He's working for your good. The Bible says that if the prince of this world had known that by killing Jesus, they'll be releasing all of us. They wouldn't have. You see, before, Jesus was the only one who knew how to handle the devil. Now all of us know how to handle the devil. Before, was Jesus, Jesus was the only one who was praying, thwarting the enemy's, the enemy's advances. But now, there are millions of people all around the world. Kola, Bashabala, devil, we cast you out in the name of Jesus. Everybody, plenty of people are praying like that. If the devil knew that by killing Jesus, by killing that one person, you, there will be millions and billions of people who will rise up out of that killing. He wouldn't have done it. He didn't know. He didn't know that he was working for the good of Christ, for the good of God. It's in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6. It says, How be we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? Yet not the wisdom of the, of the world, not the prince of this world. That come to naught. Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Verse 8. Which none of the, since none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they knew that by killing Jesus, great things were going to come. Same way, if the devil knows that by giving you that kind of pressure he's giving you, that is what is going to cause the best to come out of you. He will not, you see, precious stones are produced in the hottest of places. Let me show you, I, I, I'll show you First Corinthians chapter 3, isn't it? I mentioned that the foundation is Christ, right? How many of you remember? So go there. First Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read verse 11, 12, 13 now, okay? I'll never go down. I'm getting bigger and stronger. Yeah, it says that you shall go through the floods and you shall not be drowned. It didn't say you shall not go through the floods. It says you shall go through the floods and you shall not be drowned. You shall go through the fire and you shall not be bent. A thousand shall fall on your right. Ten thousand at the, at the right hand. And not, it says, but they shall not come ninety. They shall fall because they will come, but they shall fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you like my message at all? It says, for other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Now, precious stones is one of the things that you can use to build. What precious stones are made from pressure in this in the earth? Okay, they are made from magma and all those like hot stuff. But then, out of the heat and out of the pressure, a precious stone arises. Do you get it? Uh-huh. 
So when he say when he, when he talks about precious stones, precious stones are the, the the valuable things that come out of your life when you've gone through very wild things. Okay. Hmm. Darlene Zetch was singing nicely for the Christian body, isn't it? How many how many of you know Darlene Zetch? Very lovely worship leader, isn't it? Singing. What are some of her songs? Plenty. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Hey. And that's a song I, 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 that came to my mind. Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, you never let me go. Very nice, powerful. She just developed cancer. How many of you heard of it? Cancer, just like that, in her life. You see. The cancer was there to kill her. Which cancer is friendly? None of them are. It was there to kill her. What did she do? She knew the word. So she used the word. The cancer vanished. She was not... I mean, you didn't even hear that she had cancer because it was not under announcement. Some people announce their problems. When there's a problem, uh, you see, pray for me. <laughs> pray for me, oh. you see. It's not easy at all. Oh. Life is not easy at all. Pastor, I'm suffering. Oh. Then they start singing songs. How do you say that in English? God, do something about my problem. The world is timing. How do you say it? The world is maltreating me. That's a very dangerous song. That's that's the song. Eh? Hey, the world is maltreating me. When Jesus said, "You have overcome the world." Yeah, you must learn to do the word. You must be a doer of the word. I, I know people who have stood on the Bible. They open to the place they want. They are using. The scripture they are using, open it and stand on it. He said, Father, I'm standing on your word. <laughs> Literally, I'm standing on your word. Yeah, because you must take the sword of the spirit and make war. You must fight with the word. You see, out of all the armor that God gives to us, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, belt of truth, shoes of gospel, the gospel of the sh- of whatever, the, the shoes of the gospel. Isn't it? All of them are defensive in nature. There's only one that is offensive in nature. And he calls it the, the, the sword of the spirit. Then he defines, he says, which is the word of God. Now the word, word of God there is the rema of God. Okay? The what? Rema of God. I'm not the one. It's in the Bible. Ephesians 6. Take the helmet of salvation. All of them are related to the word. Without the word, you can't put on the helmet of salvation. Without the word, you can't have uh, whatever. He says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Say the word of God. The word of God. The, I said that, that particular word, word, there are two words for word in the Bible. In the Greek, there's Logos and then there's Rema. Logos is a written, documented word of God. Rema is a spoken word of God, the word that has come out of God's mouth. That is what we live by. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Not everywhere that is documented, but everywhere that comes out of the mouth of God. That's what he said. And that's what I'm actually talking about when I say be a doer of the word. That's what I'm talking about. You speaking the word of God. You speaking Rema. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Rema is 
God's active word spoken for your now in season for the challenge or for the trouble you are going through. It's not it's not your your word says it's no, it's what comes out of your spirit. That's what I'm talking about. I remember. You know? Where we were in a building down there some years ago. Plenty problems. Plenty challenges. We're looking for a place. You know, a new place, a bigger place to go to. And we had searched throughout Kumasi. You can if you've worked in Kumasi more than me, maybe you have, you you get a reward. So we walked and walked and walked. I remember there was a day we started our search from Odium. Odium is the next town. We started our search from the runabout there. And then we went, we go this way, we go this way. We walked all the way to Edum, searching, going here and going there, going here and going there, searching for a place for the house of God, for a place for us to live, to be, I mean, for, for church to happen. At that time, we had been taken out of our, where we were meeting, and we were meeting in someone's, uh, one of our church members' hall. We were meeting in his hall. And even in the hall, they sucked us out of the hall. We were outside the hall. Then the people in the area were complaining that we are making noise. So we are still searching. But you see, whenever I'm praying, Kula, Aravadi, Asastana, Umpolura, I'm praying, God, what, what do we do? Should we stop the church? What should we do? Kula, baya, bala, bala, God will tell me, I've given you a place. And to come out of my mouth, I've given you a place. Many, many, many places. I'm maybe struggling to find one. Yet, God is telling me, many, 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 many places. What do I do? What comes out of my mouth is my encouragement. So I take it. Listen, there's a place sitting somewhere waiting for us. That's what I was telling my people. There's a place sitting somewhere waiting for us. Comfortably waiting for us. We'll find it very soon. But you, you want things to be different. You, you want your own to be like this. You just start searching. They even call you for a place. Like they call you. Oh, we, are, we have this place. Would you like to come there? That's what you want. But it doesn't work like that. You may have to work for some time. Yeah, my faith was built. As we are walking and speaking in tongues, Suna, Amphalida, Kalula, Shabalaba. Yeah, we went, to, we went to a place where they chased us out. Someone chased that, pulled a, a knife and chased that. Yeah. Nearly, you know, took one of my guys, Pastor John, to be specific. Nearly. Challenges. Challenges. Someone took hundred, two people took hundred thousand Ghana cities from me. In one week. In, a, in an attempt to get a place for church. You know, wanted to get a bigger place. After some, wanted to get a much, much more bigger place. We want to see some a building. They said oh, it was 50,000. So we counted. I remember she took the money out of the bank. You were there. Live. 50 Ghana CD notes. This is 2014. July, to be specific. Took 50,000. You know 50,000 Ghana It's a lot of money, isn't it? What can it do? We can do a lot, isn't it? We took it. Cash in a raw bag. Took it to the woman. She sat down and counted in front of us. No, no, she was lying to us. If we are to see the 50,000 today, I, I don't know, maybe we are now looking for it. Since that, we got half, we got half back. Now, do you know, I had to act as CID. I had to do driving. Hey, it's not a joke. Do you know? Do you know? In order to get some of the money back. But CID acted as my policeman. Because the woman ran, the woman ran away. She got lost. We went to a house one day. I, I went to a house at dawn, 4 a.m. When I went to her, she was not there. 
She had moved out of the house. The day before she was there, the following day she was not there. At dawn, she was not there. Hey, you don't know where the woman is. Our money is gone. How are we going to find the money? So I employed somebody to look for the woman. Gave someone money to look. The person says, 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 says the woman's house, the, 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 for us to find the woman, he, she, he knows where the woman's children go to school. So we we'll have to hide, follow the children. As they are entering their house, then we'll go. Hey. Why am I doing all this? I was just trying to get stretched. <laughs> Done. Because when I'm praying, I've given you many, 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 many places, many, many, many venues. Hey, is it not? Say, hey. It is not a small thing. You see, you never heard of it because I will not come and tell you about it. No, no, you don't have to hear about it. You don't have to hear about it. I have to put my faith to work. Use the word of God for myself. Yeah. So what? I, I changed my car. I got another car. And I went to park in front of the school. They were going to close at three, but I went there at one. Pastor Alex was there with me. We were there at one, waiting. At three, the children didn't come out. Everybody came out. We were looking and looking and looking. Nobody. And you see, we have to hide because the children know our faces. We have to hide so they don't see us. We're hiding somewhere. Children pass it, pass it, pass it, pass it. But the children didn't come out. No, no, one was doing some extra classes. We had to wait till around four. And the person closed. When she closed, sat in a, a taxi came to pick them up. We also sat in a car. We were behind them like that. No, 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 no. We're following them behind. Hey. At a certain distance, I'm following them quietly, quietly, quietly. They take a turn. We wait a little, we take the turn. Like that, like that, like that, like that, like that. When they enter the house, we also enter the house with a car. And we went to, hey, hey, hey. Hey. This is CID. Pastor Kobe was my CID. He's here to come and arrest you. Yes. And that day we took, we took the woman's son to the police station. Because the police were, they weren't going to do the work for us. If we followed them, we would not get anything. We had to do things ourselves. Why? Church, we are doing glorious things for the Lord. Uh, Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Uh, you, you want your want to be very different. You want your want to be every day is my feet is washed with butter, brother. Your feet will be washed with butter, but you will go through some one or two things. No, don't complain. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my death. You see, those things and they kill faith. When you start complaining, complaining and memories kills faith. The Bible says that we should not murmur. Go to Philippians chapter 2. Look at Philippians chapter 2. Let's read verse 7, 8, 9. Okay? Go to, go to verse 12. I don't want us to read too much. It is well for my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Verse 14. Do all things without what? Memories and disputings. Listen, the people of the Old Testament, the Israelites, murmured. That was what took them out. They murmured. They were memories and complainers. Complaining. Why? We were enjoying our life before we all we came into all this. We were fine. They were lying. Do you know they were lying? Do you know how much they were suffering in Egypt? Yet when they God took them out of Egypt and was taking them to the promised land, on their way, when they were having problems, they started complaining. We were eating onions and garlics, pork and cow meat in Egypt. How come we are eating manna? We're eating shawarma <laughs> and pizza. How come we are suffering here? They were lying. They were actually enjoying something nicer. But they were always complaining. Bible says that we shouldn't be like them. 
says, don't be like these people. Hmm? Tell me, but don't be like them. Look at First Corinthians chapter ten. Let's read First Corinthians chapter ten from verse three downwards. Memories and disputes and disputes. This one is not not powerful enough. We don't know. I became a Christian and all of a sudden nothing is working for me. When I initially when I pray, things happen, but now it's like nothing is working. Brother, I have to go and see a prophet. Which prophet are you going to see? They will take money. Yesterday, my wife told me a very funny story. He said, uh, one of her fellow, the people she works with, said that a friend came to tell her they should go and go and see a prophet somewhere. And the price for seeing the prophet is 500 Ghana city. So they paid their consultation. And there were so many people there. So many people there. So they went to put their 500 Ghana city. They're giving a code, whatever. They sat in the, the queue. And they, yes, they went into, they went. When they went there, when they got there, hold on, when they got there, before they talk, when they, as they are talking, the prophet will be talking. And then, they, they said, they are finished with them. So they came out. When they came out, they said, the woman said, I didn't hear anything. The other said, I said, you didn't hear anything. Then the one who she went to call, to go and escort her, said that, then we have, what did she say? <laughs> we have lost our money. Yeah, they paid five hundred and they didn't hear anything. They did because as they are talking, the prophet will be talking as well. So you don't you, you like you don't hear what he's saying. You get it? Uh-huh. But we are done. Get out. Go, go. Yeah, so they, your time is up. Go. And they went out. So when they went out, they were trying to inquire whether this one had <laughs> you didn't hear what he said. No, I didn't did you hear? No, I didn't hear. Hey, then we have lost money. <laughs> Wrong investment. Hallelujah. Yeah, don't don't get, don't engage your life in, in you know um, no don't do that. Do the word, be a doer of the word. If you're a doer of the word, you are you don't need an uh, whatever. You don't need anybody. You will be fine. Okay. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse one so that it makes more sense. Hallelujah. More of our brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under what the cloud and all passed through the sea. He's talking about the children of Israel. And we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All these have meanings, but it's not our subject for today. And they all eat the same spiritual meat. And they all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Continue. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Why was not God pleased with them? Look at the next verse. Now these things were uh, were our examples to the intent that we should not last after their after the after evil things as they as they also lasted. Verse seven. Neither be ye idolaters as some of them, as it were written, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication and as as some of them committed and fell in one day three three and twenty thousand. Verse nine. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Hallelujah. Next verse. Neither memory. This is actually, you see, all that we have said there, there are various things. I have a message called the church in the wilderness. Okay? I've preached it before, but I'll preach it again to you so that you see what you should avoid in your life. And it's first Corinthians 10. But this is what I want you to see. It says, Neither memory ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Memory will cause you to be destroyed. Memory. You know, do you understand memory? What, what is the meaning of memory? Complaining. 
in your heart, on your lips. That's on this this Christianity thing. We don't even know. They say they are praying for us. And we don't know when they are even praying for us. I say we're going on. Every time we come, we go, they take offering from us. They do this from us. You know, always, anyway, they God crying. I don't know what is wrong with him. Every time he say, Oh, you'd be surprised. If you if you became God for a second, you'd be shocked at what you hear. <laughs> you know want to become God. You'd be shocked. You'd be shocked that God God is able to still become what he is. <laughs> hey. You resign under a second. Neither memory as some of them also memory. And we're destroyed or destroyed. Memory, complaining. No. Put your faith to work. Okay? You tell anybody use the word. Use the word. Pressure hmm? dear is part of it. Tell me about pressure dear. Ask for pressure. It is part of it. Yeah. God will tell you you have a wife who will treat you like a king. You marry and you may not have it like that. The first one year of your life. Aish. Beast cubed. <laughs> Problems. What do you do? You hold on to the word of God. You hold on to the word. That's what I that's basically what I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Hold on to the word of God. Holding on to the word of God is holding on to your foundation. Okay? Letting your reactions become the reactions of the word. When you hear bad news, what do you do? What's your first? I remember I always mention the story. There was a day where, where when a meeting somewhere, when I come meeting, I was talking to some people, two people in my room. We're talking. Then someone barged into the room. Hey, Pastor, some people have had an accident. Pastor, some people have had an accident. I said, shut up. I shut him up. Because you are bringing up bad news. Why are you bringing bad news? Even if they've had an accident, say it nice, say it in a different. There's a way to break news. What do you think? You, might, you can break news using scriptures. <laughs> using the word of God. And it will be very powerful. Hey, Pastor David, I said, shut up. Nothing has happened to anybody. Can you imagine that? The car that the people were sitting in somersaulted six times. Six. And they all came out fine. And they came to a car meeting for the three days and everything was fine. If I had, if I had been moved by what he said, something bad would have happened. There was a little boy with them. Even the little boy didn't have any problem. There, was, there were no cuts, nothing. Cuts are much like in a place that you never think there will be an accident. You know, sometimes accidents take place in places you never... Uh, how can accidents happen here? It happened. Hallelujah. So don't allow things to... Like what someone will say to change. Some people are so excited. They are singing. For you are glorious and worthy to be praised. And they get the call. Praying, 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 praying. Hello. Come and take your letter. Letter of what? Letter of, letter of termination. We are terminating your appointment with the company. Eh? <laughs> then you cut the call. Then your song changes. Why me? Why me, Lord? Why me? Oh, why me, Lord? Why me? Why me, Lord? And then you add, Why me? Why me? Why me? <laughs> If you 
reaction were different, something would have happened. Another thing would have happened. Oh yes, another thing would have happened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, because with your reaction, you accept that you accept that receipt. You have signed it. You have endorsed it. It's like it has happened. You know, I was given a, a, a letter by the hospital, HIV positive. I give it to you. Said, it cannot be me. This is not my result. It cannot be me. Because no matter what you did, let me show you a scripture. Okay. Can I show you a scripture? Yes. Sometimes some people actually expect to pay for their wrongs. Do you know that? Yes. Some people expect to pay for their wrongs. Like, you expect bad things to happen to you because you did bad things. You understand what I'm saying? Because of your past, because of something you did. Even not something you did recently. Hallelujah. I know people who are expecting HIV because they slept with somebody. And they think that the person has HIV. So they are expecting to get HIV. They're expecting to get hepatitis B. Some people are expecting some sickness to some wild sickness to come. Like as a, a payment. These, these are Christians who a payment for the wrong they did. It's wrong. Don't think like that. No matter what you have done, no matter what you have done or what you did. God's love for you. Go, what I want to show you is in Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, verse. Verse what? Verse what? Verse 35. Is it verse 35? You think it's verse 35? It's not verse 35. It's actually Romans chapter 5, verse 8. <laughs> Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says, But God commended his love toward us in that while we were what? While we were what? What happened? Did he die for you when you were fine? You didn't read it well. Because you're always thinking that Christ died. Like you, you are only you you are only you only engage God or engage Christ when you are good. That is why you can't be good. Because you are trying to be good when you are already good. You are just like Adam. You are trying to become what you already are. So in your mind. If you live right, then God can be in your life. Do you know what I'm talking about? Why are you looking at me like, it's like what I'm saying is not true. Is it true what I'm talking about? A lot of self-righteousness, you have it in your mind. Like, when you are good, so during the week, if you are fine, you didn't masturbate, nothing, you have everything, like, on point. On Sunday, your song, you sing, your, the way you, your voice when we are shouting is very different. When we say, glory, you shout glory. And then the, the, the veins on your face will be showing. You are really. Because this last week, you really lived very well for God. Like very excellent. You were very. You were very. You, were, you even won a soul for the Lord. You are very on point. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the following week, you realize that things are not working as you. You see, as long as you live your life based on what you do or don't do, you'll be surprised. It will fla- you live a fluctuating life. Live a life of God has made me good. I produce good. And nothing that happens in my life happens by accident. I'm taking care of God is the one walking in me. He's living in me. He's talking in me. And he's not there because I did something right. He's there because he chose to do it. To be there. He said I will be in them. I will walk in them. I will talk in them. He didn't say when they do right then I'll be in them. When they do wrong I will not be in them. Is that what he said? 
So sin is not a problem now in the New Testament. But a lot of people have made it a problem. Because they, they are, they've forgotten that the life that they are now living, they are not living by themselves. They are living by the faith of the Son of God who loved them and gave himself for them. That's, 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 that's the New Testament. You live by the Son of God. Who is in you? Allow him to live in you. When you wake up, Father, live in me. Talk through me. Do things to me. When you make a mistake, don't brood on the mistake. Confess your sins. It's faithful and just forgive you. Throw it into the sea of forgetfulness and continue. The Bible says that the righteous man falleth seven times. And seven times he rises up. You understand? So he says that for God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Now, go to the next verse. Verse 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from what? From what? From wrath through him. We don't understand it. Let's read the message. Maybe the message Bible cleared for. What I want you to see is verse 9, actually. Okay? Can you read it to me? One to go. We don't we still don't understand it. Go up. Go go to go up. Go to verse eight. Read from verse eight to verse nine in the message and let me see what is there. But God puts his love on, on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. Now that we are set right with God by means of a sacrificial sacrificial death, the consuming blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds. With God in any way. Look at let's go to verse 10. If we if when we were at worst at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of his son. Now that we are at our best, just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of his resurrection life. Oh hallelujah. Okay, this is what NLT. He says, And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Do you understand that? No. When you were not right, Christ died. And he has brought you in. Now that you are in, why do you think that you will be punished for wrongdoing? God is not interested in punishing you for any wrongdoing. Do you understand? He wouldn't have brought you up. Do you know what Christ did? Do you know what as there are two types of sins, isn't it? There's a sin that what leads to death. There's a sin that leads to death, and the sin that does not lead to death. The sin that leads to death is the sin that we got from Adam. Okay, that is the sin that takes people to hell. People don't go to hell because of the wrongs they do. People are not going to hell because they are smoking. That is why you must develop in your faith and in your Christian work to learn not to criticize anybody for what he did or did not do. You understand? <laughs> if you don't develop, God will help you get there. In a way, you don't. You didn't think you 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 you. <laughs> but people are going to hell not because they are fornicating, not because they are committing adultery, not because they are they are unrobbers, stealing, lying. No, people go to hell because of just one thing. There's just one sin: the sin of not believing in Jesus Christ. 
And that sin is there because of the sin that is that came in them through Adam. Hallelujah. You, you, maybe you don't go to John 3:16. For God so loved you always read John 3:16. You never read John 3:17. Now that we read John 3, uh, John 3:18, you've never done. I'm telling you the truth. You have never done it. Okay. John 3:16 says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him, believeth in Him, shall not what, but have everlasting life." Isn't it? For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Go to the next verse. He that believeth on him is not he that what? Believeth on who? His son is not condemned. Have you believed? Yeah. So you are not say I'm not condemned. Yeah. The same Bible says that there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Because he has not he says, He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the Son of the Holy, Holy Begotten Son of God. Have you seen it? Yeah. Why is he condemned? He's condemned because he does not believe in Jesus. Am I telling the truth or am I lying? It's in the Bible. I'm not the one saying it. Condemned. We're condemned to hell, condemned to the lake of fire. There's only one condemnation. Hell, lake of fire. Hallelujah. Go to the next Go to verse 19. And this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Go to John chapter 16, verse 7. You see another one in John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Verse 8. And when he is come, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Verse 9. Of sin because what? They believe not on me. Who's talking? Jesus, I'm talking. On, 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 he says, He will reprove them of sin because they believe not on me. They believe not on me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, who are going to know because of the fruits? Okay. So, when you do something wrong, don't have that attitude of, God will punish me. You see, those things prevent you from working with God. You're expecting some punishment. You're expecting some dangerous things to happen to you. Some people think about accidents because they did something wrong. Like maybe as they are in a car, an accident will happen and they will die. The devil will be threatening you with, like, with, those, with such thoughts. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You do, you do something wrong and you, expect, you have expectations. You commit an abortion, you're expecting not to have a child ever again in your life. Because like, that is the punishment. For what you did. God is not like that. Human beings are like that. You know, your father can say, if you do this, I'll not give you this. And when you do that, he will not give you what he's talking about. God is not like that. Say, God is not like that. Say, God loves me. With all of his heart. Smile. Tell me about smile. God does not hate you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Say, I'll never go down in my life. <laughs> I'm going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Hallelujah. So challenges will come, right? But I'm founded upon that rock and I cannot be moved. I cannot be moved. I'm founded upon the rock of Christ. 
and I'm building upon that rock. I'm a doer of the word. Say I'm a doer of the word. Say it again. I'm a doer of the word. Yeah. And my reactions are the reactions of the word. Hallelujah. Are you ready to face life? Face it squarely. No memories. No complainings. When the pressure comes, you say to it, Haha, you, are, you are bread. You are bread for me. You'll be surprised at how I'll chew you. Yeah. I'll chew you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, I'll never go down. I'll never go down. I'm going higher. Say it again. I'm going higher. Higher and higher. Higher and higher. Yeah. Every, you see, if you go, go and study about eagles. Eagles are taken up in the fiercest of winds and the fiercest of storms. Storms take them higher. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You are an eagle. Say I'm an eagle. eagle. I mount up with wings. Hallelujah. That means that when the pressure is hottest, I'm going higher. So I know some people who don't cry when there's a problem. I've seen some people like that. I've become like that too. I'm still strengthening myself in it. When there's a problem, they never... Mm, no complaining. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Oh, don't worry. Fear not. The winds are blowing. The disciples are afraid they are going to drown. Jesus comes and says, don't worry. And calms the storm. And goes back to sleep. And they say, what manner of man is this? It's because the natural man will react. Like the way they react is frantic. You know, hey, hey, we don't know. Carry us down on that we perish. What's going to happen to our life? What is left of us? Oh, Ghana girl, what is left of you? Complaining. Jesus wakes up, calms the storm, and goes back to sleep. He says, well, how come you don't have faith? Storms, are, they are there to be calmed. You use your faith to calm them. Calm down. And they will calm down. Don't be afraid. Tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. Tell the other neighbor, don't be afraid. Walk straight. Eh? When you see a big obstacle, close your eyes and walk through it. It's actually that. It does not exist. All those walls of limitations do not exist. They don't exist. I am telling you. I've lived for some time. And I can tell you that all the seeming walls of limitations do not exist. They don't exist, actually. They don't exist. They are mirages. But some people have turned back when they, they saw them and turned back. Yeah, they saw them and turned back. I will not turn back. See, I will not turn back. See, I will walk through. I will walk through. I will walk through. The same Bible says that when men shall say there's a casting down, I will say there's a lifting up. Isn't it? That is a, the testimony of men is that there's a casting down. But I will see there's a lifting up. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm different. See, I'm different. I'm of a different class. I know what it means when I see challenges. When I see challenge, I open my mouth. And I do this. <laughs> because I'm chewing it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, one man of God did not have children for 13 long years. The child has showed up. Yeah, they were, it, wasn't, it wasn't under discussion. In his home. No discussion. 
Like we don't know is the child going to no discussion. No. no. Can you imagine when a, when a woman got pregnant too? It was not easy. The child was bathed in blood for about four months of the child's life in the mother's womb. The mother was always bleeding. It was as though the baby would be terminated. The baby was there. He has come out fine, powerful. 13 years. What will you do when something like that happens to you? You know, and some, normally it happens to people who are very chaste. <laughs> you like what I'm saying? I'm closing, but I'm just giving closing remarks. <laughs> It happens to people who are very chaste, virgins. They didn't have sex anywhere. They did very pure people. Jibi jibi something very nice. They never open their legs anywhere. They are fine. They open their legs only for their husbands. I'm not. Hey, you see, you see, someone is saying, hey, they have to open my my legs for other people so that they are not fit. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, they got married. Yes, no child. Yes. And those foolish people who are doing foolish things, they are giving birth like just as though they are women. Just give birth. And you who has kept yourself, everything was fine. One child is not even coming. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? (laughs) Is that what you are going to do? I've taught you now. What are you going to do? I'm going to use the word. I'm going to use the word. I'm going to. God promised Abraham a child when he was 65. The child came when he was 99. Was God unfaithful? He was faithful. God was faithful. Told him, listen, you will have a child. You will have a child. At that point, everybody got tired. Sarah got tired. Said, ah, Abraham, what's all this, Abraham? This is Sega. Just feel free. Maybe God was joking when he said it. Just feel free. Produce a child fear. Hallelujah. Yeah. But the Bible says that Abraham was strong in faith. Oh, hallelujah. I see you strong in faith. Strong on your foundation. In Jesus' mighty name. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what you shared with you. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.